Welcome to the Insurgents Podcast with Frank Viola. And he's brought a friend. This is the podcast that supplements Frank's groundbreaking book, Insurgents, Reclaiming the Gospel of the Kingdom, which is shaking up the Christian world. You can find out details about the book at insurgents.org. Sit back, open all four ears, physical and spiritual, and join the insurgents. Here's Frank. Welcome to another edition of the Insurgents Podcast, and we are here again, Frankie V and Denzel. Hey, what's up? So today we want to talk about prayer from a specific angle, I guess, we titled this Uncommon Prayer. Uncommon Prayer. Amen. And the Kingdom. Amen. And so mm-hmm. we want to touch on some aspects of prayer that are vital to living in the Kingdom of God, mm. to living the Kingdom life. And these are aspects that you and I, Jeffrey, have been experiencing this weekend. <laughs> yes, sir. Absolutely. Amen, somebody. I want to kick it off by, first of all, talking about the power of faith. And faith Mm. is, as Hebrews puts it, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Mm -hmm. Faith is expectation. Mm. It's certainty even, even though you don't see the manifestation. We walk by faith, not by sight. Amen. And in James, when he's talking about trials and tribulations, which we covered in another episode. Yes. He says in verse 5, speaking of asking God for wisdom, let him ask in faith without doubting. Mm -hmm. For the doubter is like the surging sea driven and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Yes, anything. Being double-minded and unstable in all his ways. Jesus so often would say, your faith has made you whole. He would heal someone. He said, all things are possible to him, to her, who believes. I think this is important because it seems to me, Jeffrey, that the nature of faith is so often misunderstood by God's people. I'll give you an example. Let's suppose that you and I are praying for someone's heart to soften. Yes. Right? Let's okay. say they've erected a, a wall of hardness. Okay. Now, if we ask the Lord to soften their heart, mm-hmm. and then we turn around and say, you know, if it be your will, Lord. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, we ask you to do this. We ask you to soften yes. the person's heart, if it be your will. Now, right yeah, there, yeah. we have undone our prayer. Yeah, made a caveat. We, we have created a loophole mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. for God not to answer. Well, of course yeah. it's his will Yes. to unharden a hard heart, right? Amen. Amen. <laughs> so this business of if it be your will, in that specific case, is a prayer of doubt. Yes. Faith says God will soften this person's heart. Yes. He will. Period. End of story. That's it. And it looks for God to move and Mm -hmm. do that. It looks for evidences. Now, the evidences may not be seen for a while. That's right. But that is happening if we believe our prayer. Right? That he heard us. That he heard us. And if he hears hears us, us. he does it. That's what it says in 1 John. In 1 John, if you pray according to God's will... For example, softening a hard heart, which is yes. his will. Yes. We know this from reading scripture. I yes. don't think we have to sit here and prove that. A hard heart is never God's will, unless it has to do with Pharaoh's heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So consequently, believing that 
and expecting God to move, even though we may not see the evidences of that, it may be going on in the dark. That's right. Yeah. God works That's behind right. the scenes. Amen. And this is when faith becomes a test because yes. we may not see the evidence of that yes. for a while. That's the test. And then we yeah. begin to doubt. Yes. That's the temptation. Yes. To doubt. Because oh, you don't God, see. Is God really doing this? Yes. You know? Yes. I just talked to this person the other day. They seemed yeah. just as hardened as one of us. <laughs> <laughs> before I right? prayed. Yeah. But living in the kingdom of God yeah. Yeah. is a life of faith, not by sight. Hallelujah. We're not moved by how we feel. We Amen. don't live by what we see. Amen. We have a God who has made the way for me. This is, in effect, what faith is. And also, I have to say, boy, this is a tricky one. Here's another loophole that we leave for ourselves okay. to doubt. Mm -hmm. And that is, God, we want you to prevail on this person. We want you to remove their deception. Let's say there's a brother or sister in Christ that's deceived. Mm -hmm. They've built a false narrative in their head. Mm -hmm. okay, yes, it's not yeah. true. Stronghold. It's a stronghold. And so we say, Lord, break the stronghold. Remove mm -hmm. the deception. Amen. You know, break through with light. Mm. Give break insight and truth to this person. Yeah. Well, we can turn around and say, in conversation, yes, I've been praying for Joey, for God to remove the deception and give light and uh, break the stronghold. But you know, Joey has a free will. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Joey can yeah. resist the Lord. Yeah, he can okay. say no. Right there, folks, yeah. I have nullified the prayer of faith mm -hmm. because I've given a loophole now, Yeah, a way out. Now... Someone to say, well, Frank, Jeffrey, you guys don't believe that someone can resist the Lord? Absolutely. But you know what? The one who parted the Red Sea and who melts the mountains like wax All right. can bend someone's will That's right. even. That's can make it so hard for them to resist God that it's almost impossible. That, yea, it is impossible. Yeah. There's a proverb that says the heart of the king is in the Lord's hand, and he can turn it whichever way, way he, he wants, wants, like he does That's water. Right. So God can prevail upon a person's will if there is travailing prayer. Travailing prayer. In faith. Amen. So talk about that's what travailing a common prayer, prayer is. Then. Yeah. So if you're travail, you know, that's laborious effort. And so one of the things I'm learning, I think you're learning, as we're in this journey in the kingdom of God as an insurgent, is that there are going to be situations, uh, people, close people to us in this kingdom walk, that there are going to be situations where it calls for uncommon prayer as a kingdom person, a travailing, persistent, laborious prayer you know when the word travail is used biblically it's connected a lot of times with childbirth mm -hmm. you know paul says in galatians 4:19 that he prays with a travailing prayer that christ be formed in you in us and so it's a travailing laborious prayer and when you think about a woman that is going through childbirth right she's screaming she's crying there's pain but they endure the pain because of the birth of the child that's yes. about to come you know there's that new creation that's mm. getting ready to be birthed and so a travailing prayer is a persistent laborious prayer 
that's looking for God to birth something new. Yes. Maybe the birth, the stronghold to be broken of delusion. Maybe to birth the breaking of the wall around the heart. Maybe to birth, you know, it could be ministry. It could be a new chapter in your life. It could be a new version of your marriage. It could be a new version of your ministry. It could be a new version of mm. you. You know, we yes. talked about transformation, and it comes through travailing, laborious, persistent prayer that is diligent morning, afternoon, and evening, where you are consumed with this idea, this this vision that God's giving you, and you're so consumed with it that you know you just travail, and and you you'll travail. It's not like you know I I'll go okay. You know when I go in prayer this afternoon, I plan on crying out to God. A lot of times it's so heavy on yeah, you it's a burden. that it just bursts heavy. forth out of nowhere. You know it just bursts forth like you know it it can be just spontaneous and it reminds me of when we had our first child you know when my wife's water burst it was spontaneous we didn't mm. expect it it just came forth we prepared for it you know i already had the baby seat in the car i had the bag packed i knew the route to the hospital i planned everything had the doctor's phone number to call but when the water burst we weren't prepared for it but when it happened it happened, and we were what? We were expecting, right? That's what you say. You're expecting to give birth, yeah, right. right? You're expecting, right? So it's the expectation, and that's what you said faith was. I have an expectation for God to do something, and when we're in this kingdom walk, you know, we talked about before being in a liminal place, and a liminal place is an in-between place. You know, we're, we're seated in heavenly places, but at the same time, we're here on this earth. And a liminal place is like, it's like the bay next to the ocean. If the wind blows real hard from the ocean, then the environment of the bay can become real salty real quick. Mm. If the wind blows from the inland then and the fresh water, then the environment of the bay becomes real fresh water real quick. Mm. The environment can change spontaneously like that so the creature that lives in that environment has to be able to adapt and has to be able at times to have to travail to make it through the storm to make it through mm. the change in the environment and so we as insurgents and in the kingdom of god you know we're pressing to take a stand for the lord we're hearing the gospel of the kingdom of god and then we're moving into obeying the gospel of the kingdom of god and then we're moving into proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom of God. Well, when you do that, you're going to get resistance from the enemy. There's going to be resistance. He's going to come at you. He's going to come at family. He's going to come at what's close to you. He's going to attack every area of your life to try to get you to compromise and reconnect to the world system, to try to get you to throw the towel in, to give up. And that's when the kingdom resident is going to have to be incorporating uncommon, travailing, laborious prayer. And I love it, Frankie V, because you said... The Lord used you to say in some kingdom messages on the Deeper Christian Life Network website. You said, and you said in a book, you said, God knows who means business with him. Mm. God loves it when we're when we're desperate for God. He meets the desperation of those that are desperate for mm. him. He matches it. I do want to say this that you can't conjure up travailing prayer yeah, yeah. what happens is the lord puts you in a situation mm. where you in fact are desperate yes you see yeah, yeah. you are yeah. in a place of if god doesn't come through then we're sunk you know yeah. if god doesn't come through this looks black 
and so your back is against the wall and if you respond to the Lord instead of to the world or turn to those other things that mm -hmm. are in the world for mm -hmm. relief mm -hmm. if you turn to God what will happen is you will enter into this prayer of travail and the prayer of travail uh, I have found is always marked with tears and or groaning yeah yeah uh, Romans 8 talks about the That's spirit right. groaning, groaning through else. you these yeah. are groanings yeah. of travail yeah. Yeah. right giving birth to the will of God mm -hmm. in a situation yeah bitter tears crying out to the Lord literally crying yeah. out to the Lord yeah. we have this in the Psalms yeah. a travailing prayer in the Psalms when David had his back against the wall it comes out of you in a deep place it's the Spirit of God praying in you and through you, mm. and you are mixing faith with it. You're expecting God to move. Yeah. Again, you may not see it. You may even see evidences that look like the needle's not moving anywhere, yeah. or, or even that it's moving backwards. Mm. And that's where persistent faith comes yes, in, that yes. I don't care what I see. That's I don't right. care what I hear. Right. I don't care what the circumstances look like. I have touched the throne of Hallelujah. God, and God's going to move, and he's going to part Amen. the Red Sea. Amen. Because there's no way out, yeah. except he make the way out. And I believe him. I believe him. Like the three Hebrew children that we mentioned, yeah. God will deliver us. He will. But then also, but even if he doesn't, and that's not a loop. Yeah. That's just saying, you know what? We love him so much that yeah. even if he... Even if he chooses not to accomplish his will, we're still going to follow him. That's know? right. It has to do with a, a surrender of the heart. Yeah. You know, God's saying to Abraham, take your most prized possession mm. up that mountain and lift the knife and offer him as a sacrifice. Yeah. And Abraham says, yes, Lord. Yes. I don't understand it, but I surrender the girl. outcome to you. And then, of course, the Lord <laughs> thankfully yes. stopped it. And it was a picture of the resurrection when Isaac came off of that altar. Amen. There's a passage too in Luke 18 where mm. Jesus is talking about prayer and he tells a parable on the need for his disciples to pray always and not give up. And not give up. Amen. And you will be tempted to give up. Yes. And stop knocking on the door of heaven with your prayer when you don't see results. Yeah. It can be very discouraging. Yes. Uh, but Jesus gives the parable of this woman, this widow, who wants justice from the judge against her adversary. She wants to be avenged from her adversary. And she keeps persisting. She yes. won't stop. She, she won't stop. stop. She drives him crazy. And finally, be denied. <laughs> finally mm -hmm. he's just so tired yeah. of it. He says, all right, I'll give it to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Jesus ends and says, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? So what yeah. do we learn there? We learn that faith doesn't quit in doesn't the face quit. of doesn't give circumstances up. that look bleak, black. It looks as if God's gone to sleep. Amen. He's not listening. Amen. Right? It keeps on. That's right. It keeps holding on. That's right. It keeps pushing through. And Jesus tied this into faith. Will Crash. he find faith in the earth? That's what he said in the ending of the parable. There's another story in 2 Kings 4. You can read it on your own talks about the Shunanite woman and Elisha. Hmm. Elisha was a man of God. He was a prophet. And this woman wanted to have a child. Hmm. And through the instrumentality of the man of God, Elisha, she conceives and she's given birth to a son. But at some point, this young man, he's now a, a lad, gets sick and dies in her arms. Hmm. And her response is interesting. What she does is she tells her husband, get me a servant and hurry. 
because I have to see the man of God now. And he says, well, you know, it's, it's not a new moon. It's not a Sabbath. Why do you have to go to him today? Everything was all right. Saddle the donkey. Send me the servant. I need to see the man of God now. Now that's yeah. desperation that's and it's desperation. persistence yeah. and it's intensity. Yeah. And then she tells the servant, "Go fast. Don't slow the pace for me unless I tell you." Mm. Right? So, here is a woman who is desperate. She's intense and she has faith that if she can get to the man right. of God, right. there's hope mm. that her son will live even though he be dead. Well, what's interesting is that when Elisha sees her in the distance, he says to his servant, there's the Shunanite woman coming. Run out to meet her. Mm. Run. Yeah. All right. Elisha represents God. He's yes, the man of God. The man of God. Shunanite is all who are desperate and travailing for the Lord to break in yeah. and, and solve a problem. Yeah. And accomplish his will. Yes. She's desperate. Yes. She's rushing to get to him. And God responds the same way. Yes, he mirrors her he response. He mirrors her response. Yeah. She's intense, yeah. he's intense. Yeah, yeah. She's rushing, he's rushing. And this is a picture of how God responds to us. He responds according to the intensity and desperation that we have in our heart when we pursue him. And the boy was dead. The boy was dead. She and still didn't give up faith. Didn't give even up after faith. he was dead. If I could see the man of God. If I can just get. Mm. And she got to him, she rushed. He rushed mm -hmm. <laughs> in response to her. And the end of the story is that Elisha raises the boy from the dead. So even if my situation looks dead, even if it is dead, it looks dead from all circumstances, we oh. walk by faith and not by, by sight. sight. The travailing, persistent, it reminds me of that woman with the issue of blood. Absolutely. You know, pressing like through the crowd. Pressing yeah. through, Yes, uh, which came at great risk. Yes. Because she was making all those people unclean. Yes. And she was even making the prophet. Yes. Jesus unclean. Yes. Yes. Nevertheless, if I can but touch the touch hem of his, the garment, hem of his garment, I know I yes. will be healed. Yes. And Jesus, and Jesus healed her. She pressed through the crowd. Yeah. So there is, there is a principle of persistence, not fainting, not giving up, not growing weary. Yeah. And the most important of all, faith. God will do this. Not if it be his will, not, oh, yeah. well, they have a free will, not, well, maybe he has other plans. No, it's he will do this. Yeah. I have gotten his will on the matter. Scripture so often, Jeffrey, tells us what his will is. Yes. <laughs> it's no brand yeah. in yeah. most cases. Yeah. Sometimes we'll just have a conversation and we'll just right away, spontaneously turn that conversation that we're having into to the Lord Jesus Christ, to the Father. Yeah. And now we're entering into his presence and his throne yeah. as we're speaking to one another about various things. And it's just spontaneously, like you just said. The Shulmite woman, her response is, is mirrored by the Lord. He, he mirrors her response. And, and that's what like quickened my spirit to just like that sense of urgency, that desperation. And the Lord knows who really means business with him. And if we're going to be people of the kingdom of God and the insurgency, you know, we really want to mean business with the Lord. We really do. We're talking about his kingdom. I like it like in the book. You talk about how, you know, the enemy set up the world system as the counterfeit to come against, you know, the, the kingdom of God. And so we are in a real serious spiritual battle, but we wrestle not against flesh yes. and blood, Amen. but we're wrestling. And, and, you know, you've had an excellent podcast, a series of podcasts with uh, 
Michael Heiser, you know, about that, that spiritual warfare, that, that unseen realm. But we know that Jesus Christ is the Lord of the universe. Yes. And that all power is in his hand and that the gospel, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power, the dunamis of God for salvation, first to the Jew and to the Gentile. And salvation, you know, one of the greatest parts I love about it, it's so many facets of it, but is being delivered from out of that world system, translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his light. And mm -hmm. then now it's that travailing, that sense of urgency, knowing that our Lord is the Lord mm -hmm. and that he will match our intensity our diligence, but even if we don't see any visible signs yes. that the situation has changed, we're still going to continue to press yes. through to him. Yes, and that's really the challenge when you're in a situation. And I, I just feel like, Jeffrey, there's many people listening to this who are going through something mm. severe. You yeah. know, They're having yeah. a trial, yeah. a tribulation, a challenge that is profound in yeah. your life. Mm -hmm. And... As we said in an earlier podcast, on the one hand, you have to hang on. Mm -hmm. You can't give up. Can't. And the temptation is because God's timeline and his sense of quick is not our timeline <laughs> and not our sense of quick. And I use the word quick because the Lord said about the widow who was knocking on the judge's door in persistence in the parable in Luke 18. He says he will avenge her quickly. Well, the Lord's idea of quickly is yeah. different from mine. Yeah, I don't think he operates by web jurisdiction. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. different than mine and different from most of us. But you have to hang on and not faint yes, and not yes. give up. Not That's faint. what the Lord was saying in, in Luke 18. On the other hand, you also want to surrender the outcome to him. Amen. And this is because you don't want to control the situation. Yeah. Oftentimes, we, when we try to get our hands in it, and we try to manipulate it, and mm -hmm. we try to engineer the outcome, we stop God from doing his thing. Yeah, We interfere with his movement. I, I remember I was a squad leader, so every platoon has four squads. And so, you know, I was fourth squad leader, and your squads, you might have anywhere from eight to 12 guys, you know, uh, people. Everybody has an assignment, mm. right? And so... Everybody has to fulfill their assignment, you know, within that squad and then within the platoon. Each platoon has their assignment and then there might be three or four platoons to a company mm. and everybody has their assignment for the total assignment mm. that connects with everything else. So you got to do your assignment or what they call your area of operations. Okay. But if I impede into your area operations then that can cause conflict because maybe you can't do what you were supposed to do then, but then even more so then I'm not doing what I was supposed to do to the bigger operation. So in that sense, what you're saying, the Lord has his part. And I've seen it in my own life when I've inserted myself <laughs> into what was his work to do because mm -hmm. I wanted it to be done in my timing, in my timing. and in my way. Yes. I wanted to manipulate the process yeah. and the outcome. Yeah, right. And on the timing that I wanted it. So it's like, you know, if I could, I negated his ability to move That's in it. because he was like, okay, go ahead. And yeah, then right. I, I, had to, I had to like suffer through that and over time learn. And, and that's, that's a trait that I believe that people that 
uh, are born with a lot of natural abilities have to go through that suffering period to let you see not to trust oh, in yourself. The breaking of the, the natural breaking, power, yeah, natural talent, yeah, natural yeah, gifting. Yeah. It's, it's Jacob wrestling with the angel mm. all night, all over again. Yes, He's not yeah. letting go. Yeah. All right? Yeah. That's a good thing. I'm yeah. not letting you go no. until you bless me. I'm not yeah. going to give up. I'm not yeah. going to quit. But in the process, what happens? The most powerful part of his body, the thigh, is broken. And his natural power is broken. And now he comes out a new man. Yeah. You know, and by the way, this business, I don't know, I've heard people say this, and there's some there are some people in the psychological world who are not worth their salt who say people don't change. That's not true at all. That is not true at all. I know some excellent psychologists and therapists Mm -hmm. and counselors. And all of them across the board says, absolutely, people can change at any age. Mm-hmm. You know, So this business of people can't change, not only is it unbiblically true, but psychologically, it's untrue as well. Amen. But I will say this. There is another dimension to uncommon prayer mm-hmm. that I want to touch on. This probably will be new to a lot of people. There is a man who lived some time ago named Frank Laubach. And he was a man who was very close to the Lord. Yeah. He's written some remarkable books. One of the best books I've ever in my life is called You Are My Friends by Frank Laubach. And I'm on the second read. I have the book highlighted all over the place. And those highlighted parts I read again and again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about developing friendship with Jesus Christ. And he was clear on the kingdom of God. Yeah. He was clear on the lordship of Christ. He was clear on what it means to know and follow the Lord. He has other books on prayer, and he had an unusual walk with the Lord. Really unusual. But one of the things he talked about was how if you're praying for an individual, this is intercession now, mm-hmm. that it's not just a matter of you say the prayer to God and then God will at some point answer it. There is a connection that your prayer has with the person while you're praying it. So say, for example, you are praying for your daughter, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Ariana. And there's something specific you're praying for her. And you catch that prayer. You're praying, say, at 11 o'clock at night, and she's just sort of laying down. Mm-hmm. She's getting ready to go to sleep. So, you know, she's not really doing anything that's distracting her. Mm-hmm. And you say you pray that she has peace and she feels the love of God, right? Yeah, Maybe amen. she's going through a hard time. Amen. Well, it is not uncommon for that prayer to reach Ariana at 11 o'clock when she suddenly feels a sense of peace and love for the Lord. Amen. The prayer in real time connected Mm -hmm. with her. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, the law book says this doesn't happen all the time because the person may be distracted. Mm -hmm. But you pray enough for the person and you Mm -hmm. will catch them at a time where they're not distracted and the prayer will break through. Yes. Now, taking that a further, I see nothing wrong with and we have even practiced this. That's right. To actually ask the Holy Spirit to take your words to the person directly. Amen. And bring it to them. That's right. So let's say you're in a situation where, okay, you have a son who's in the military. And he's in a precarious situation. You know, he can die at any moment. It's wartime. And he's not found the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right? And there's no way for you to communicate with him. That's right. right? Mm-hmm. Let's just say you can't write him a letter or anything like that. He can't call. You know, there's, there's no way to communicate with him. Well, what if you were to sit down at some point 
and say, Holy Spirit, I want to speak to my son. Take my words to my son. Mm-hmm. Bring them to him. That he will hear them. That he will. they will resonate inside him. Yeah. Right? And you speak to him about coming to Christ. And you speak to him about your love for him. And you speak to him about the judgment to come. And you speak to him about the compassion and love of God. And you speak to him about things that you want to say to him, but you can't. Yeah. Right? That is uncommon. That is prayer. Yes. It's a prayer, yeah. but it's a prayer done in the form of you speaking to that person when you can't really talk to them physically. Yeah. And that is another way that the kingdom of God operates because there's no time in the kingdom. The nature of the kingdom is eternal. And so space and time are not issues with God. Amen. And so not only praying to the Lord, but even speaking to the person in situations where you cannot speak to them, asking the Holy Spirit to bring the content of what you're saying mm-hmm. on their heart. Yeah. Right? There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. And Jeffrey, I believe that God can use that. I believe so. I mean, it doesn't say it specifically with Joseph and Mary. But we do know that Joseph was contemplating putting her out. They were betrothed. And we see where he's, he gets a dream where, you know, he gets spoken to by the Lord that, no, this thing, this baby that she's carrying is of the Lord. And then Joseph, you know, takes on one of the greatest responsibilities in the world to be, you know, the, the stepfather, if you will, of Jesus Christ. And so the Lord can, can take that. He can speak to a person through a dream, through a vision, through another mm. person. He can take that to them and speak to them. I'm even reminded on, on the other side of that, negative side, if you will, but the the observation of uh, it's in Kings where Ahab and Jehoshaphat, and so Jehoshaphat comes down to Ahab, and uh, Ahab wants him to go to war, but Jehoshaphat's like inquire of a man of God. And, um, you know, the long story short is that Ahab is, is, is bent on on going to war when the Lord says no, but what happens is we get a scene behind the behind the uh, the unseen realm where where the Lord is speaking to the host of heaven and says, you know, who's going to go in and speak to Jehoshaphat? And He allows a spirit to go and speak to Jehoshaphat what he wants to hear on the negative side. So why can't I ask the Lord as I'm praying for Ariana in that situation to to speak to her and maybe I can't get to her. But to speak, you know, to her heart, those encouraging words, those things of the Lord that I know are according to his will, because she is a child of the Lord. She's his daughter. And she, you know, she does. She wants that peace. She wants that quietness in her spirit. She wants that. So speak that and ask the Lord to speak that into her heart. And she have that experience, you know, with him. So it is uncommon. But I believe it's biblical, and I feel in my heart, like you said, that there's sons and daughters in the kingdom of God that are listening to this, and they're going through a situation. Mm. And maybe, maybe they have been in travail, and maybe didn't put that term on it. Was wondering why they were crying, mm. was wondering why they were burdened, or uh, and maybe even tried to quench it because they just really didn't understand. But they're in a situation, and they might be on the brink of wanting to give up. And, mm. You know, and, and maybe the circumstances don't look like they're changing, and they've been mm-hmm. praying. And even as they've been listening to us, that situation's been coming up in their heart, and they got tears in their eyes, and they're wrestling with that. Would you, you feel like encouraging them 
for a moment to, to hang on? Yeah, yeah, we encourage you to hang on and not grow weary and not mm. faint mm. and keep the spiritual pressure on. And here's another thing, too. If this has to do with a family member, maybe it's a daughter, a son, a father, a spouse, an in-law, what have you, you can take a stand not only for the Lord to intervene and ask for a divine intervention. Amen. That he loses angels. Yes. To manipulate situations, yes. to make happen what mm. needs to happen, so that the enemy will not gain victory. See, we're in a spiritual battle. That's right. You can take a stand, on the other hand, against the enemy, refusing to give him ground, mm. refusing to allow him to wreak havoc in that situation. To take a stand against the enemy whom Jesus Christ has defeated Hallelujah. and he has no power over you. Amen. The thing that's important is. It's important that you maintain a clean life because if you are compromising in areas of sin, then you are giving ground to the enemy and it's going to hinder your prayers. Yes. So if you want God to move, it's really important that you repent. Amen. You turn away away. from any sin that's in your life. In order for the enemy to be defeated, it's important you do not give him ground. And if you have given him ground... Turn away from the sin, repent, confess it, receive the blood of Christ, which has forgiven you of all sins, to cleanse your conscience, and you move forward in purity in him and in his power, and then you stand against the enemy, and you refuse to allow him to be victorious. Amen. And so there's a part we play in that front, too. There's another thing regarding the timetable, Jeffrey. It's shown to us in the book of Daniel. Daniel is praying for mm. something specific. Mm-hmm. But the prayer is delayed. Yes. He's not seeing the manifestation. In fact, there is no manifestation. And the reason is because the curtain of the heavens is pulled back, and we see there's spiritual warfare between spiritual entities. Angels, even the archangel, Michael, gets involved against spiritual principalities and powers. Yes. And it delays the prayer. I think it's a 21-day delay, wasn't yes, it, sir. in that yeah, situation? Yeah. 20, Daniel 10. Yeah, Daniel 10. You can look at it. That's happening, too. You yes. may be offering your prayers to the Lord, your That's persistent good. prayers to mm-hmm. the Lord, and yet there's warfare in the heavens, That's right. which is delaying the response. And especially when it comes to situations that are important to God in the kingdom mm-hmm. of God, mm-hmm. there's going to be hell breaking loose That's right. to stop God That's right. from entering. But he is the one, <laughs> you have the greatest ally Hallelujah! in the universe. Hallelujah. And he's more powerful than the enemy, Amen. as long as you don't give the enemy ground. Amen. And you keep the foot on the pedal, you keep the pressure on, the spiritual pressure on, to persist in touching the throne of God, Amen. to break into that situation. Amen. And there's another thing, too, I want to say related to kingdom living, and that's having an ongoing conversational relationship with the Lord. Amen. From the time you wake up, the time you go to work, throughout your day, the time you come home, the time you put your head on the pillow, you are in constant communication with the Lord. You're speaking to Him constantly in your mind, under your breath, out loud, in the car, as you walk. You're just talking to him as if he's with you at every moment. And he is. And the classical practice of so many Christians is that you have your morning devotions, you have your quiet time, and then you leave the Lord in the room and you go out and you live your day. (laughs) And you leave him back there. 
this is a very different way of living. It Amen. is having, it's taking him with you <laughs> Amen. out of your quiet time, so yes. to speak, and into your day and into your evening until you fall asleep. And a person who's living in the kingdom of God is, to the best of their ability, being conscious of the Lord at all times Amen. and is speaking to him at all times as much as it is possible. And this is a practice, and this yes. is something you develop. Paul calls it pray without ceasing Amen. in Thessalonians. Let the Lord out the closet. Amen. Thank you, brother, for those encouraging words. I know I needed to hear it. And, and you know, lastly, if you don't fit that category, maybe you're not in that situation right now. Maybe things seem to be going well. You know, there's more money than the end of the month. Everything is good. The doctor's labs came back fine. The family's good. Everybody's praising the Lord. Well, just know that even though that's the time right now, as we are kingdom people and in kingdom living, there will come a season when there will be trials, there will be tribulations, there will be pressures. So this uh, uncommon prayer in the kingdom of God is something to still latch on to right now and just remember because that time will be coming mm-hmm. if you continue following Jesus yeah. because as uh, I love hearing Frankie V say all the time Jesus's uh, history is our destiny and one of the words we said in a previous podcast when it comes to this issue of trial and tribulation and uncommon prayer and travailing prayer is you're playing the long game Amen. You may not see the results immediately, but know this, God's working behind the scenes. Here's a word that someone gave me about a situation. He said, Frank, pray and watch God move. Amen. Pray and watch God move. Pray and watch God move. Instead of try to control the situation, try to fix it, try to change it, try to make it right. No, pray and watch God move. Pray and watch God move. Uncommon prayer in the kingdom of God. <laughs> Pray and watch Amen. God move. Amen. All right, folks, we hope this helps you. There's so much more to say about prayer, but we'll leave it there. Yeah. Amen. Give you something to chew on and digest, and we hope it helps and encourages you. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the Insurgents Podcast and give it a five-star review on iTunes. This will help others find it. Also, you can join Frank's unfiltered email list at frankviola.org and receive encouragement, challenges, and insights connected to the gospel of the kingdom. Remember, the insurgence has begun. Don't miss it. 